hope you're all enduring a very cold and chilly winter, but we have spring on the horizon and we have a breath of fresh air coming to the Fox. We're gonna spend more than an hour with Ashanti J. Arya. And then we'll, uh, around one hour and 10 minutes, we'll talk about movies and things that are going on, but we mostly spend the time with Ashanti. Carl, are you excited about prom? I, you know what? I have heard about this. I know people that have seen it on Broadway and I know people that produced this play on Broadway and I've been looking forward to it. And then Lynn, you told me I should not see the movie. So I am looking forward to seeing it at the Fox next week. Well, I am too. And we are so excited because we have one of the cast members of the national tour of the prom with us today, Ashanti J. Arya. Hello. Hi. It's How so nice going? to have you on, even though in the musical, you're the villain. <gasps> you don't have to say that. Everyone's, everyone is, uh, can have their own opinion of what's going on <laughs> yes well she does come around well mm -hmm. now see then you spoiled it well <laughs> it's a it's a journey how about that it's a journey but i'm not telling her big secret because i'm not telling that it's just fun what the best thing about the prom is and i did get to see it on broadway and i loved it and i have been uh, telling everybody they have to see it live and uh, as you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of the film, but I interviewed one of the lead producers, Jack Lane, the other day. And my article is in the Webster Kirkwood Times today, and it will be online. And he says, hey, they got to do a movie. So there it's out there and it's on Netflix. And so the message remains. Plus, it has Meryl Streep and James Corden and Nicole Kidman and Kerry Washington, Washington <laughs> and uh, uh, Andrew Rannells, who is always awesome. good. And He's so, awesome. you know, and then Ariana DeBose. So, so <laughs> hey. So I'm guessing, you know, Ashanti, you've seen the film then. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, when I auditioned for this, this job, I asked casting after I got, they called me back. Um, I asked them, should I watch the movie? And they explicitly told me no. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm a huge, huge Kerry Washington fan. So um, I was eager to see it, but I, you know, they told me not to, they said, you know, focus on the script and the material that we've given you. And uh, you'll do better if you just keep going with the direction you're going in. Um, and I'm, and I, and I didn't. So uh which, you know, I think it helped me, but I ended up finally watching it. Yeah, after you got the job. Yeah, after I got the job, I, I sat down and I watched it and I cried and I loved it and I absolutely loved it. Well, the message is so wonderful, but the best part of the prom is that it is original. It is an original musical comedy, which is rare on Broadway. Right. It, it, is. Had, it had seven Tony nominations. I happen to know the lyricist and co-book writer, Chad Begelin from Centralia, Illinois, 
who okay. writes yes he he has such a way with words yeah he he has been tony nominated for aladdin collaborating on the yes. new songs with alan menken he wrote the adaptation to elf and a hidden gem is his musical version of the wedding singer which yes. is charming and delightful and i would say that the prom is very charming and delightful because we have a real news story of a girl wanting to take her same-sex date to the prom mm -hmm. and the school board said no so <laughs> they have switched it into a cause to live for these broadway stars who are very very narcissistic and clueless and need something to boost their careers and they think if they latch on to a cause that they will get publicity and revive careers so they have ulterior motives to go to this small town and we have tony winner Didi, who was played on broadway by beth level who is a muni favorite here and uh so and and then and then my favorite is, oh, the guy, the the character that Brooks S. Bank has played because Barry, Barry. Glickman, Uncle Barry. <laughs> Barry Glickman. Barry Glickman. And he is so funny because he just is all showbiz 24-7. And then we have uh, the, the caterer who went to Juilliard and tells everybody he went to Juilliard all the time. We all know people so, like that. We all yes. know people like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's what's funny. And then we have the, the chorus girl who's got legs for days. So how fun is this to be with this cast? Oh, my cast is incredible. My cast is really, I couldn't ask for a better, group of humans to be lumped together with for months on the road. <laughs> uh, extremely talented, really funny. And, you know, it, it's great because everybody is just in the moment and with it and excited to do this show. And everybody loves this show. So that's a wonderful thing. Sometimes as an actor, you get a job and it's like, oh, I'm doing a show. But this is something where um, we're greeted with fans of the show and everywhere we go a lot people are so enthralled that they get the chance to see it again uh in their town well when it when it opened it, it had its world premiere in atlanta in a regional theater in 2016 the alliance i believe and and, and uh huge huge hit because it has a lot of broadway royalty involved in it because the guy who wrote drowsy chaperone mm -hmm. is is the co-book writer with chad and then of course he had the skills of chad and his writing partner matthew sklar and the music is is fun it's upbeat it has uh, the whole mix of ballads and upbeat but then casey nicklaw directed it and choreographed it and carl you might know him from the Book of Mormon and I do. Mean Girls and mean Girls, uh, which is coming next month. Yeah. yeah. And so he's and Aladdin. He, oh yeah. And, something and Aladdin. <laughs> and his oh, something Green Girls on the West End. Yeah. He's been a busy, he's been a busy man. <laughs> yeah. And Jack told me that he came back to for the road 
to shape the show because as you know uh, the broadway show to transfer to a <laughs> national tour you have to you have to kind of tweak it and so he came back so how was it working with casey nicklow you know it, it it was so intimidating to think that i'd be walking into a room with this man who's created mega hits for broadway uh would be uh and especially under you know this was my first audition back since the pandemic this was my first in-person audition. I sent in a, a video and then um, they called me back in physically. So, you know, and, and it was cast by one of the biggest companies in New York, Telsey. So, you know, no pressure. I've <laughs> <laughs> been on my couch for two years. Um, now I got to sing and dance in front of the team that brought us Aladdin and um, Book of Mormon. Uh, but I walked into the room and it was just all positivity and love and laughs. It was just, it was like hanging out with a group of old friends. It was really um, wonderful and, you know, pe really great people. I've had the privilege of working with people like Steven Swartz and, um, you know, people of that caliber, they're about the work. They are just, you know, there's no ego, there's no pretense, there's no, unlike Trent, who's like, I went to Juilliard, I went to Juilliard. These are people that are just like, let's do this story. Let's get this story out here into the world. And um, so I came in prepared and then we were able to just play. So speaking of putting yourself out there, uh, I know that my daughter is a teenager and mm -hmm. she's uh, an ally and she's really excited to see the prom. And so last night I said, oh, I'm going to be talking to Ashanti tomorrow. Let's watch her movie. So my whole family gathers around to watch the beginning of Maya and her lover. And after four minutes, the girls said, um, I don't think you researched this well. Oh, my God. It's a little bit risque, the, yes. the beginning of but, the movie. But you, being a Broadway actress, you are used to putting it out there. All yeah. Like, for those who don't know, uh, Maya and Her Lover is the name of the film that Ashanti starred in last December. And uh, it starts with a solo sex scene. <laughs> and first of all, you're great in it. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. And it's uh, not necessarily for family viewing. Well, it's not rated, you know, G. It's, it's, right. it's, we have a PG-13. Uh, no, we have an R. We have an R, I believe. Um, but it it does, um, for the purpose of organic storytelling um, and transparency, you see a woman going through a lot of things in her life. Uh, that's a coming-of-age story of another kind. Yes. You, know, you think at a certain point in life you have all the answers, and you actually don't have all the answers. Sometimes you have to figure things out uh, later in life. And unlike Mrs. Green in the prom, uh, Maya is, she's done everything she was supposed to do, but she's, she's not, she's still not happy, but she's willing to face it and try to find a new way and adapt and adapt. So, um, you know, so she takes, that was, that, that was different. Did you get through the whole thing? <laughs> I, I, after the ladies left, I'm like, well, I still have to watch this. <laughs> It took my father a, a, a couple of turns to watch really? it. Yeah, he said, you're very brave. <laughs> See, I thought, I'm like, you know what? I was going to say that, but I'm like, now then she's heard that. You have, you heard that. And it's not, it's, my really, it's really not that graphic. 
no it's not i mean there was no uh, there's no full frontal nudity um there's no you know it's you know it's it is racing more suggestive it's more suggestive. You do see more of me than you did, t- but I did hair. I was naked in hair. So, you know, this was like, oh, okay, whatever. But, um, you know, when you're trying to, the writer- You, you produced that movie too, also? I was an associate, you did your research. Yes, I, I was an associate producer and I have a song on the soundtrack actually that I wrote and produced. Um, so like my whole, my life's blood was poured into that film. Um, you so were great really in it, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it, it called the reviews. I saw one that said passionate. So, hey, that's a good word. Well, I also <laughs> wanted to say, I, I, whenever I go to different countries around the world, I try to see theater. And so yeah. you actually were in a movie that are in a play that I saw in England. You were in Saturday Night Fever. And ah. I had a great t- I saw that in the West End in London, and that was great. Yeah. But we were talking about how your brother now lives in Australia ah. and I tried to go see Mama Mia in oh. Australia in Melbourne. And they said, I'm sorry, the show, so it, the show is sold out. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, where can I get tickets? And they looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> they don't, Australia does not have a secondary market. They, they don't have scalpers nope. I, I, and they, they didn't understand. I said, no, where can I get tickets? Sir, I just told you it's sold it's out. Sold out. <laughs> and I, yes, where can I get? They they did not understand. Carl, have how, you found a new line of work for us? Are we going to Australia? And, let's go to Australia and, and become scalpers. scalpers. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, you know, that's money hilarious. Money more than ours. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's probably uh, better that way. That sounds like a, 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 a musical that Chad and Bob would write about you know two Americans that go to Australia, Australia. to become scalpers. <laughs> oh well since you were on the road speaking of on the road and and we've had this pandemic where everybody was in sweatpants for two years (laughs) uh, what's it like to be working uh, because you have 16 shows this year I mean 16 stops and you're in Baltimore now you come to St. Louis for next week and Mm -hmm. then you 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 know you move on and then uh right Tampa, Tampa Florida which will be nice. It'll be great. Weather. So how how is that adjusting to being back on the road and getting your game on that way? Uh I gotta tell you, it's it's a whirlwind. It's it's really a whirlwind. And you, you know, just like with the pandemic, you have to have a lot of grace with yourself because you don't know what you don't know. And uh you know, I'm loving it though. I'm a traveler at heart, I'm a Sagittarius, I always want to be going. Um, I've traveled with artists before with, uh, Gloria Gaynor and with Ronnie Spector, rest in peace. My favorite. I love Ronnie Spector. Be My Baby is one of my top songs of all time. I, I, I'll send you a picture of us, of of, of me as a Ronette. Oh, that, that is so awesome. I saw that in your bio and I told Carl, I said, Carl, she was with, and that's rock royalty, Ronnie Spector. And I, when I read her obit, I thought, what a woman, because she was asking for memorials to women shelters and then for a native American college fund. And I thought, what a great role model to work with oh she was she was she was so accessible 
and and unpretentious she was you know i was like should i call you miss miss specter should i you know what you just call, call me, ronnie. me ronnie call me ronnie like you know i mean she she was so wonderful and, and generous well, one of the many things I liked about Dirty Dancing when it came out in 1987 was that it reintroduced Ronnie Spector to a new generation, or it shouldn't reintroduce, it introduced her to a new generation because people who might not have known her because of the Eddie Money version uh, of which My she Baby. Loved, which yeah. she took as, a, as an homage and a compliment. And it won the Grammy. Yeah. So best performance by a pop duo or group. So, so yeah, uh, yeah which started her. And then we won't talk about the uh, Phil Spector stuff. But yeah. the, the Christmas album is fantastic. Still, yeah, it, it is. A, it is a gift to you. And I, I, when I play the music at the St. Louis Blues hockey games and we were mm. doing a winter theme and I said, I can play Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes because it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. And it's still, you know, holiday themed. Yes, it's holiday themed. Yes. And so we'll try to warm it up for you next week. Uh, it's going to be in the 50s, maybe. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, I, it's I'm a native seven. New Yorker. <laughs> I'm, I'm a native New Yorker, and I just spoke to my oh, mother before I called you understand, in. Then. Oh, my God. My mother said it's, it's 11 degrees, and she said that she had told the cat to go for a walk. <laughs> She hates that cat. No, she she loves the cat. They have like a they have a hilarious relationship. Um, the cat was underneath her purring Aww. as she said this. Um, but it's cold. it's forty five in New York right now though, but not here. In the, this morning it wasn't though. Oh but no no like no no. At five o'clock this morning it was like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the winter weather and. Uh, <laughs> excuse me i know that the fox has taken great care because if you go to their homepage and read their statement on covid mm -hmm. they are trying to be as safe as possible and they want to provide people with work because yeah. that is the ultimate thing <coughs> there mm -hmm. is a documentary on pbs great performances this week that opened called uh, Broadway reopening, uh, the yeah. reopening, the Broadway revival, and I almost cried because yeah. it just shows you the power and the family of live theater, yeah. and it shows how happy people were to return to the theater. And now we have this little Omicron variant that's kind of thwarted things, but we are vaccinated because I had COVID pre-vaccine, and mm -hmm. people that have it post-vaccine, it's a it's a different world, but what what do you um, what do you comment about uh, why should people um, trust the fox and and the mitigation efforts that they're doing? Well, I know for a fact that um, theater is working very very diligently to create a safe atmosphere for all of us. Um, you know, we are so blessed to be storytellers and to travel from city to city. And um, I know that there are different laws in different cities, yada, yada, yada. But, but theater, for the most part, has really embraced um, mask mandates and vaccinations and negative COVID testing in order to even enter the building. Um, you know, we as a company, we all have been vaccinated and boosted and we're all... Um, 
you know, required to be masked. Our entire rehearsal process was in masks. So, which was, it's challenging to sing and dance with your half your face covered, but, uh. but we did it. And, um, you know, we, we take every possible, possible precaution. We follow the CDC. We have a company, Eptimolo- um, um, I'm saying that word wrong. Um, Entomologist. Entomologist that, um, that follows us and tracks our progress and keeps us updated on the CDC and all the laws that are in place. And we've, we've changed our status. We actually get tested every single day now. Wow. Um, we are, you know, it, people are always saying, have you been tested? Have you been tested? Oh yes. I've been A tested lot. several times today. Like, you know, and, and we even embrace the idea of getting tested twice for two day shows. So, you know, wow. you can trust. safe. Yeah, you can trust that the that the hands that you're in when you come to a Broadway show uh, are hands that care about your safety. Well, we're not going to keep you all day, but I do have a question. Being a working Broadway actress, do you have friends that do swing? And then Ooh. have you any of your friends been called back into duty to do oh, some shows? Yes, we just brought one in from Broadway, actually. Um, we just we literally just brought in one. Um, for more coverage, but we, I've swung. I swung in a show called Disaster off Broadway. I swung four roles. And yet uh, two days ago, it was National Swing Day. Uh, (laughs) So, and I've also, I also swung on a show called Crowns um, at St. Louis Rep. And uh, it was at St. Louis Rep in Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. It was a joint production. And it was four, it was three roles with like four and five page monologues, each character. So let me tell you something. I don't know anybody else's opinion about swings, but they are gods to me to be able to vacillate in and out of character. No, they have to and know the whole show. They have to know the show inside out. They have to know the show so intimately. Um, our swing has this app on her laptop and each character that she does is color coordinated and you know I I'm old school I I used to have index cards and color coordinate and she has an app and she can move characters around with her app and uh she can take notes and she can refer back to it and it's just it's brilliant like the way that we have challenged swings and understudies and standbys is like nothing any other time in history has ever seen because theater really just shut down completely in the previous pandemic like it was just gone that was it. um but you know we're we're really brave and ambitious and uh finding new ways to work and to navigate and making the show happen the show is going on and we really 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 hope that you will come out and be there <laughs> yeah, well I, gonna- I said that i would never ever take it for granted again yeah and people were so happy to be back and joyous and uh, one of the questions I want to ask you is what do you like about playing your character oh oh I love I love 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 playing Mrs. Green um it's an opportunity to in incite all these conversations and I I feel like I'm the mirror in the show that I you can tell very early in in every show that we do where the audience is um in terms of their belief system (laughs) are they rooting for me are they not rooting for me uh there's a couple of pivotal moments where I'm like if I get applause or if Alyssa gets applause it's like okay um you're not understanding what the play is about (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it, no, it, it's, it's great. And I have a lot of kids that reach out to me and say, you know, my mother was like Mrs. Green. Um, but I see, you know, she, that there is love under there. Like I make it my business to make sure that there is um, a current of love and un, um, not understanding because Mrs. Green doesn't quite understand. But um, there's a little window of, of acceptance, it, it, you know, it, that you see at some, at a certain point in the show. And it's realistic. What I really love about the prom is that it's not a happy, you know, sing and dance, just put a bow on it and have a Hollywood ending. It is, um, it's more like what really happens in real life. You, you know, people need time. And uh, I, we have several uh, of the producers, the co-producers here locally in, in the yeah. St. Louis region. Yeah. And, and they're so excited to uh, see it again and bring their friends. And, and uh, one of the, one of the, one of the things I've done previous interviews with them and they said about the reaction they get from the audience, all these kids who went through similar things, because ultimately the prom is about finding yourself yes. and being who you are. Yes. D don't be as, as one of the songs says, life, life's no dress rehearsal. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just, a, it's a very positive message, but I think because you, you are so relatable, you have, uh, all the characters have their different journeys, but mm -hmm. it's just fun to see how, how they come to realize, and they're all in this together yeah. and they bond as many different types of mm -hmm. people that mm -hmm. there are. And the fact that you're reaching out and you're, you're hitting all these different generations and, mm -hmm. and that, so that's, that's really the best takeaway is that you are, uh, you're spreading a, a joyful message, but yeah. it's hard fought. It's hard fought. Everybody in the play wants the exact same thing. Everybody in the play wants to be happy. It's just the ways that people go about getting to it. You know, so there's a lot of humanity in the show that I appreciate, you know, sometimes we don't realize that we're going about it the wrong way or that there's a better way to go about it or to just let people be who they are. But I, I, I'm so grateful that the writers took this on and they really wrote like the blueprint of how to write a musical. It's just it, it, technic, from a technical standpoint, it's a well-written economical piece. And it's also a very human accessible piece. So I love it. I feel I really, can, I can't wait to see it. I have not seen it and I've been looking forward to it and I will be looking for you. I'll be waving to you from my seat. Please do, please do be sure to add me on Instagram and find me and oh, absolutely. You know, make sure that we connect. We will. I'm going to take, I told some of the producers that I'm taking their pictures. Ah! I'm going to put them up. So I'll put when they're in the audience, you know, so, so, uh, we'll let the ushers I'm, I'm, see you. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already looking forward as an event. What day are you going? Do you know what days you're going? Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday night, opening Fantastic. night. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. No we'll, 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 we'll be there you're, with you're Belsa. getting all your, you're getting all your kinks out and be more. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, we got them out in Cleveland. We got them out in Cleveland. We got them better. We, we, this is now we, we celebrated our 400th uh, show wow. at the Kennedy center. We've only had about, about a, a 10th of that, but in, 
in addition to the Broadway company, but this is the, we're in the 400s of telling this story to live audiences. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just such a blessing to have the opportunity to carry on the legacy of this story and to be in the pantheon of people who tell this story. I'm in really good company of um, performers who have had the blessing to tell this story. So I think that you'll be touched. I think you'll be entertained. I think that you'll have fun. I think that you'll laugh. And I think that you'll leave feeling really good. And you'll be le and you'll leave singing these damn songs. Oh my God, these songs are infectious. Absolutely. They're more infectious than COVID. You can't stop singing them. <laughs> They are. They really are. are. They? So you can, yeah, you can download them and everything. My neighbors hate them. My neighbors are like, what? <laughs> and then if, the you, if you want to go farther, deep farther, you go to YouTube and see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade performance, which yeah. made history. I'm yes. not going to, I'm not yes. going to say yes, farther, but that's yes. really fun too. So thank you so much. Thanks for your energy. Thank I you, just Linda. love to see that on stage and we will be paying attention to you. I hope you have good things coming up in your future. Thank you. Thank you so much. And see my movie if you get a chance, Lynn. I'll, I will. I will. Okay. I'll, Lynn, I'll send you the link. I got it. Okay. Okay, great. So Lynn. Yes. I have not seen anything. I, I, I watched Ashanti's movie and I have not seen anything else this week. So. If it's worth getting through it. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, it's it is. definitely, it's definitely worth getting through it. And we're getting a lot of um, like how Stella got her groove back. Uh, yes. Commentary. I, oh, I get that. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because we did a lot of festivals mm -hmm. and we did the Martha's Vineyard uh, African-American film festival. Um, we, we've done several of them and we got nominated for fan favorite and, um, Spike Lee came and oh. uh, it, it's been a really wonderful, wonderful ride. And I worked really hard to get the film finished. Like I came in on as a producer at the end oh, um, to help get it finished. And, um, you know, I've never, I feel like I have a, an MFA in or an MBA <laughs> because from the lessons that I've learned, a Broadway producer actually helped me get it finished. Oh, wow. Um, Joseph Craig, who was a producer from Memphis, which I was not in, but I had several friends in it. And he saw me in disaster and we became friends. So uh, he has been producing mostly theater, but he worked in the film industry for many years. Um, and he uh, and I were talking during the pandemic. And I said, you know, gosh, we have this film and it's all but finished, but we ran out of money for post and now it's COVID and what are we going to do? And he was like, gosh, she's like, I work for No Evil Entertainment, this production company, and we have this, these grants that uh, we have to use before the year's out, but we can't get any um, green lights to film from SAG. So we have this money and we can't make a film. And I said, we have a film and we don't have enough money. So he said, send me the script. And, you know, we worked it out and three, three days later, we were in post with them. Isn't it funny how things work out? It's just things fall into place. It's yeah. just. And awesome. this is during COVID. So this is like <laughs> a time when you think nothing is possible. And, and I said, well, I need a song on the soundtrack. And she was like, oh yeah, you do sing. And I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause there's people that don't know 
you know, people that I've, when I was on tour with Gloria Gaynor, nobody knew I was an actor. When I'm doing this, nobody knows that I do weddings and corporate party. Like people, my life is very um, uh, compartmentalized. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she's like, oh yeah, you do sing. Okay, submit some music to me. So I had some things that were already written and she didn't like any of it for the film. She <laughs> said, you got to write something else. I said, how am I going to do that in COVID? Like, I'm not going into the studio. So I got into my computer. Oh, wow. <laughs> and- I um I contacted a friend of mine who um is the keyboard player for Chic. Oh, uh, my dad was in Chic, and one of my best friends is in Chic. What? So, um, good times. Good times. Yeah. Oh, um, I love that song. Yowza, <laughs> yowza, yowza. Well, Niall like produced. You talked about Louis um, Anderson. 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 He coming to America. Niall did the soundtrack for that. Yeah. <gasps> He he did the soundtrack for Coming to America. He he's he did Madonna's first album. Like he's he mm-hmm. people don't understand. Oh, now Rogers has done a lot. Right, and I, I'm sitting next to him, like with, with my friend. We went to we were in when I was with Gloria in England. They were in London doing a residency, so I went to see my friend Kim Davis, and um, stayed a week or two with her in London. And um, now I would come down for breakfast and he'd just tell you a story. So <laughs> he was talking about um, how he did the Coming to America soundtrack. And I'm just sitting there like. <laughs> uh, he's producing royalty to me. Well, he yeah, and he, he knows what Daft Punk looks like underneath those masks. He does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, well, he's one of the people in the documentary, Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. Mm. and he's 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 it's yeah yeah we we opened in cleveland and i got to go to the rock and roll hall of fame i meant to say that um and the first thing i did was go to see ronnie's stuff she was still alive at the time and Mm -hmm. her and her husband were going to come see the show in um her husband jonathan um was her manager and they were they live in connecticut they were going to come to see the prom they were so excited um and actually a COVID officer worked with them like in the nineties. So it, 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 that was, that was rough, but back to the original story, I digress. Um, oh no, I'm enjoying the story. Keep going. <laughs> so when uh, she said, you have to write something else. So I knew how to use GarageBand in my computer because yeah. I did voiceovers and um, I spoke to um my friend, Russ, who is um, Niall's right-hand man. I said, Russ, um, I need to, to do this song. Can, can we do this? And he was like, well, if you can, I'll send you some tracks and you can write and, you know, you can produce your own vocals, then you can send them to me and I can tweak them. And, and then I can send them back to you and you can tweak them and we can vacillate between your garage band and my pro tools. And we did the song and the song turned out great and they loved it and it's on the soundtrack. And now I'm on the road writing more stuff. So hopefully I'll have an album soon. Nice. Love that. Well, we will, uh, when it comes out, we will give a shout out. So please yeah. do. Please awesome. do. Sure. Carl, Carl knows his music. I do. <laughs> well, if you go back to the film, Carl, the scene with the, um, with Kasim and, and the niece and, and uh, Maya sitting talking underneath yeah. it is me singing. Oh, you get to choose to use or lose what works its way to you. That song. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back now. All right. (laughs) You know, we we now, 
we never did get into like why you wanted to be in I always ask this to people when I interview them for theater why you wanted to do it when did you know that you had to do this I never not knew I never not knew the first time that I um I was in I was in the fourth I was four years old in um I was gonna say the fourth grade no I was four years old in kindergarten and we had a talent show and they went around the room and they asked each kid what they were gonna do. And I said, oh, I'm gonna dance. And the kids laughed at me. They said, you're gonna dance. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sing, actually, I'm gonna sing. Um, and I, I went and I, I sang for the first time and the whole room changed. <laughs> oh, she can sing and she can dance. <laughs> the whole room changed. And it was like a big you know, auditorium and they called my parents before I got home and they, they asked my mother, they, they said, you know, Ashanti's singing in the school um, talent show. She's singing, I'm telling you, I'm not going from Dreamgirls. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> At four. At four. At four. And, and my, my mother, they said, she's really good. Um, how long has she been singing? My mother said, she sings? <laughs> Ever? She, they didn't know. They didn't know that, you know, when I'd go into the basement and put on my roller skates and roller skate around that I was singing and learning music. And I just thought everybody sang. I thought that that's what everybody, isn't that what everybody does? Like, <laughs> no, oh, that's, that's like Not drama well. queen at drama queen at four. <laughs> right. So I've, I've pretty much been doing it ever since. Like I've never had, you know, I went to school for, I went to Fordham at Lincoln Center. I got a degree in theater. <gasps> Um, I came out of school. I had a, with a manager. I got my equity card uh, like two months later in a show, and I've been uh, riding riding the ride ever since. That's good. It takes so much hard work. People have no idea how much hard work oh. that is involved. Oh my god! People have no idea. They think no. you just do it. Yeah, no. and then and then just just the self care of on the road. Oh my you God. Know, yeah. Just, I've interviewed people who, uh, I, I interviewed a, a woman who was in West Side Story. I think uh, it was Marie. She didn't talk to anybody for like, you know, on the nights they had night shows. She did not talk yeah. to anybody because she had oh. to preserve her voice. Yeah, she said, I, I don't want people think that I'm standoffish, but I'm preserving. Yeah. I have a good friend who was Frankie Valley in Jersey Boys. And, you know, Michael, he's like, I'll text you. I will text you. I'm not saying like to do that show, you know, depending on what demands you have in your show, you, you really have to conserve your energy. And, and plus with COVID, you want to, you know, we don't, we're not going out. We're being very careful about, you know, being in public and being around people from city to city. Um, you know, so this in addition to the regular self-care that we do as performers because performers are athletes like yes they are you just never know we have we have a few people out of the show right now because of covid um and because of injuries and different things because it's a lot of demand but um so you have to really be prepared for anything to jump in and be prepared for anything that may come your way when you know when when you walk into work you just don't know so it it definitely keeps your mind agile and have, have you been to the have you ever performed at the fox before i actually did a children's tour um when uh many moons ago and we went through the fox and i remember it being so cold <laughs> 
I just remember getting out the car and seeing my breath and thinking, I'm going to die. And then I went to Russia and performed. And I said, that was nothing. So (laughs) it was, it was actually like, it was, it was a beautiful theater. And I've seen dream girls there. Actually, I went to see a friend of mine uh, who uh, she did. She did dream girls, I believe with Jennifer holiday years ago at that theater. I think that was. Wow. So um, yeah. Lynn was probably at that show as well. I don't know. I only saw it at the Muni with Jennifer Holiday. Oh, so the, the Muni is our outdoor summer theater. Oh, I know. I did. Oh, she knows. She knows yeah, what the Muni we, is. We we audition for all these theaters. <laughs> we we hope to work. You know, like once theaters get to a certain um, stature, we hope to to be privileged enough to be employed by them. So. Well, we kept you longer than we thought you did, than that we thought you'd be here. And I'm enjoying the discussion. I am too. You guys. Yeah, are- this was fun. This was so fun. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for this. Welcome. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to really be excited to uh, tell the producers about this, to share it. So I love, fun. I love, we have the yeah. best producers. We really do. We really do. I've never worked with people that were this, the, the writers, everybody has been so involved and integral in this endeavor. Um, they don't just write a check and go away. They're, they're there and they're, you know, um, Seth w- said the other day, one of our producers, he said, my number's on the call sheet. If you need me, call me, we'll talk. Yeah. Said, Jack wow. told me he's, he's been, he, Jack's been to, well, he saw it on Broadway like over a hundred times. So, you know, oh, he's yeah. invested, but he's flown to, he said, I was just in Cleveland and I said, you know, and, and then I think he did go to uh, uh, maybe DC Kennedy center. Right. He didn't. Um, he nope. was in um, he, cause he, he Instagrammed me actually during the show. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> he Instagrammed me at like two 30. I was, I was literally coming back to my dressing room to change and I saw my phone blip and it was like, Hey, how you doing? I said, I'm good. I'm doing the show. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make me miss my change. Um, No, but there, and they did it in Mexico. They did, uh, they licensed it out to a company in Mexico actually, which was amazing to see our, our siblings in Mexico doing it in Spanish and doing it. um, Oh, wow sold out packed houses and you know watching it and seeing how it translates literally how it translates um and knowing all the music and hearing you know like the idiomatic expressions how they apply to it's really it's really brilliant actually it works well in spanish that's good jack says they have all uh, over a thousand licensing inquiries and he thinks that that's probably going to happen next year where then regional theaters and high schools uh, high schools and colleges will be able to do it i think it's going to have the first thing i thought of when i saw it on broadway was like this is going to have a long shelf life yeah this is going to be translatable to uh, um to oh because not everything translates no no and plus you know i mean if you do a, a school production of it half the cast is kids so <laughs> that's good it's right there built in you know mm-hmm. it takes place in a high school so it, i couldn't imagine a better um group of people that would be able to do it than an actual high school you know i mean our kids are pretty young in the show 
some of that we some of them in the cast are actually teenagers. So you know, and thank God because that the choreography, woo, you better have some energy. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the that's the, that's the first thing I noticed too. Um, when I saw it, was like, oh my God, this choreography. These woo. people are so fit because woo. it's just boom, 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 boom. And it's just so fun. But I do love the small town humor. Mm. I love the showbiz humor. Are you from a small town? Are you from? Well, 45,000 people. It's not really a small town, but I've lived in small towns. Yeah. Let's put it like that. I say I'm from a small town because New York is small, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your neighborhood. My neighborhood. neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, you know, which is different, but the uh, just the humor of a small town and uh, just the the uh, the the showbiz people who are so clueless. <laughs> what is this Applebee's? <laughs> Apples and bees place, which you which is so fun. And then the fact that the high school principal is such a is such a fan of Broadway and he knows all the shows and uh, it's just like I'm, he's like, oh my god. I yeah. saw you in this. Yeah. And Claire Mitchell, we actually worked together um, at Ellen Stardust Diner. Um, so when we walked in, because we didn't know, uh, I was the last person to get cast. Like, I think my character was the, the last one. Um, I got cast like a week before we started rehearsal. And um, we walked into uh, rehearsal at Carol Studios in New York. And Sinclair was like, was there. And I was like, Stardust for life. Like we're Stardusters, you know, if you're, if you've ever worked at Ellen Stardust Diner, you're part of a family. Like we have, a, we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook group and we have, um, you know, they, they said, if I want to come back and do some shifts in like, you know, on layovers that I could and like, <laughs> it's a family. So yes. it, you know, and we all work there with the, we all sing. I don't, if you don't know, it's a, it's a singing diner, a restaurant, it's a singing diner. And we always talk about from burgers to Broadway. So, you know, the goal is have a good meal, see a good show, tip your waiter and make sure, you know, so your waiter can use that money for voice lessons and for uh, headshots and, and all the expenses of being an actor and hopes that they'll end up on Broadway. So for us to see each other the last time we saw each other, we were in aprons and slinging burgers. And to see each other now with Casey Nicola, it's like, we made it, yay! <laughs> that, yeah, that's so awesome. Well, there's a new documentary that Netflix just put out. It's about 15 minutes. It's on Tick, Tick, Boom. Because And it's the behind the scenes and it's brilliant. And it came out a day ago and I watched it last night right before I went to bed and it made me want to put Tick, Tick, Boom on again because I love that movie so much. But then again, yeah. the moon, I, you, you triggered it by Ellen Stardust Diner because of the Moonlight Diner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or uh, of- uh, the my ex used to live around the corner from that diner. Um, what What about it? Well, it's, it's a big part of Tick, Tick, Boom, because Jonathan Larson worked there. And so they have that incorporated in like for the premiere of it, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, wore a uh, Moonlight Diner shirt, t-shirt and stuff. But it talks about the, the, the people that are cast. It talks about why they did certain things. It talks about uh, Sondheim being so much a part of Jonathan Larson's life. His sister talks about 
how Andrew Garfield, it felt like she was, she was spending time with her brother. It's just so, it's just such a good thing. So if you go to YouTube, it's Netflix, it's, uh, it's, I forget the title of it, but it's behind the scenes of Tick, Tick, Boom. And it'll just say it was, it's new because it was like two days ago. Okay. They put it up, but it's only 15 minutes and it's so good. You're going to make me cry, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, don't cry enough, I don't cry enough in the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, is hard, though. that is the hard part to, to break um, my daughter's heart every night. Like it's, it, it, yeah, she's such a great actress. Um, Kaylin West, she's such a great actress and she just pours herself into it. And I do feel like, oh, I'm a terrible person. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the antithesis of Mrs. Green in real life. And, and even in, in, in rehearsal, I, I said to um, um, Casey, I said, I said, people are going to hate me. And he said, no, he said, he said, even when you think you're being cold, you have a warmth about you. You have these big round eyes and these big cheeks. You have a musical theater face. They're going to, they're going to love you. You're going to be fine. I said, you call me fat. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing the point no no that i took that as that's one of the biggest compliments i've ever gotten in my life because i've always felt like i need bigger features for the stage i wish i had like big eye, bigger eyes and bigger nose and like you could see me from the back row but i got what i got yeah, you are <laughs> well you have to translate to all mediums because you were on fbi most wanted so you translated yes. to tv i did so, i yeah. i Right. Well, I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm just grateful in this crazy pandemic world that I am a working actress. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I mean, you know, my mother still tells me, reminds me that they're hiring at the post office. Uh (laughs) And you tell your mom it's too cold out. She's like, you should go down there. They're hiring. They got benefits. I'm like, mom, I'm I'm invested now. I'm I'm equity. I'm right. I'm like, I'm going to turn at this point. I've come too far. It's like, uh-huh. I'm in it, you know, but we all, you know, this business, I can imagine you guys probably, did you guys always do this show remotely or did you go into the studio? We, we had a studio. To, we used to do in the studio. Mm-hmm. So it's okay because now we get to talk to people like you from Baltimore. Cause before we would like put people on the phone it's not the same. No. Nope. And then Carl being the sound engineer guru he is, he makes everybody sound well. And then, uh, you know, I wanted to, uh, yeah, but this Broadway, but this great performance, Broadway. Reopening. Uh, oh, it's this Broadway reopening. No, it's reopening colon Broadway revival. It'll make you cry. It'll make you cry. It has uh, uh, the uh, Adrian who won the Tony as Tina Turner talks about how they just opened and she was shut down and then just trying to get back in shape to play Tina Turner. <laughs> and it shows that. And then it has uh, the the, the uh, genie and the lad Michael. Oh, it's, uh, is, it's James the- Monroe Engle- Englehart. And he's in Chicago right now with a friend of mine that I was in Chicken and Biscuits with. Aha. Uh-huh. And you're all you're all connected. It's all connected. And uh it's one big family. And then uh, the 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 uh 
Christian Chenoweth goes back to welcome people to Wicked and Wicked must be in a really big theater, must be in like the Ford Center or something because it's oh, this huge audience. Yeah. Okay. In New York. It's, oh no, in like, New York. Yeah, in New York, it's this huge audience and, and she comes out and they all go crazy. Yeah. And uh, right she's across like, the street from Ellen Stardust Diner. Uh-huh. And one of our Stardusters actually got into Wicked. She she went on three days before the pandemic closed it. She was like, Broadway debut, wow. Broadway closing. Oh. <laughs> She's back now. She's back oh. now. But we were we were all like, oh, Meg, you know. But Oh, oh. well, this is all about, uh, this was last fall. This is not the latest thing. This is about how once you know because the tony awards they show clips from the tony awards mm -hmm. they show aaron's bite at uh, moulin rouge mm -hmm. and they show it's 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 really cool how they do this with all these different shows and uh they had all this welcoming and the audiences are just so happy to be back at live theater so christian chenoweth comes out and she goes there's no place like foam and everybody just went crazy and yeah. uh, she said, you know, she came back to do that. And then she's hugging the, the current Glenda. And uh, it's just, it'll just warm your heart. But it, there's stories that they tell about how, like, uh, the, the, uh, the woman who won the act, the Tony for Tina Turner, she just got her big break. And then it was snatched. And, and then it's just, it just breaks your heart. And then yeah. to see, they show the scenes of like Broadway, no lights, all the theaters being empty. It just gives one pause because as Carl, Carl's been uh, to New York many times and uh, my son lives in Brooklyn. So I've been there oh. many times. And so uh, just to walk in the theater district is such a thrill. And yeah. the night before a show, when you're there, when everything's opening and crowds and, and yeah. all that, it's just, there's no feeling like it. No. And then to see all that shut down. Yeah. And yeah, it was painful. Yeah. I'm a native. I'm a native. Mm -hmm. and, you know, people, a lot of people went home. After, like when the shutdown, like I have a friend who did like 11 shows. He's working on farm right now. Um, oh, wow. I was like, when are you coming back? He was like, I'm not. He's like, I'm going to go plow this field. I'm loving this. He's like, I work <laughs> with the earth and my body. And he looks unbelievable. But, um, you was know, he a dancer. Um, he's everything. He is like the major, his voice. The last thing I saw him in was a workshop for Nelson Mandela, the musical, which is. Oh, wow. It was so haunting. It was so like at the first number, I'm bawling my eyes out. And I'm sitting next to this older South African woman. Nelson Mandela's son came. Oh, wow. And I met him. Um, and so I'm crying. I said, I don't know how I'm going to get through this in the show. And, and she said, she hands me a tissue. She said, neither did we. Ooh, I, said, wow. I said, I'm done. <laughs> I'm in the front row. <laughs> It's Sasha Allen and it, it's a bunch of like Broadway, like everybody had a, had another Broadway show they had to go to that night kind of people. Mm -hmm. And it was just, the music is haunting. The woman that wrote um, the Nina Simone musical, who's in the Nina Simone musical, Leona Michelle, uh, she was the book writer for that. Oh, wow. And, um, 
it was just, oof, and two South African brothers, Dean and I, I don't know his brother's name, um, but they they wrote the most be beautiful, beautiful musical. But, you know, seeing Broadway, seeing my business just on its ear and and going through my city like I, I couldn't go home like that was that is my home that is your home <laughs> my friends that are like oh I'm moving back to Michigan I'm moving back to Kansas I'm moving back to Kentucky and I'm like I'm well, I, I, I have to stay here this is where I live the, my parents are that my grand everybody you know so um it was weird it was really weird I didn't take the train for two years mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. Well, then it came back and it came back great. And then now we're being hit with this other one and shows are closing. Like Mrs. Doubtfire goes, the Temptations one. That was supposed to be on tour at the Fox and they pulled it when they had to redo everything because of COVID. They and so well, we were there with us the, at the Kennedy Center. I know. And, and I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me because Shane Bauer, Sean Bowers, mm -hmm. uh, th that's in the Broadway cast. He was here in St. Louis. He was one of the uh, apprentices at, at Opera Theater St. Louis. I, I've seen him at the Muni. He's a wonderful uh, talent. And I was so excited to see his name on Broadway. And they closed it the other night. They closed Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if that's going to reopen. And then they closed a couple other things. Now, I will say that the big the big hit right now is the revival of company, female-led, Katrina Lent. And Ooh. Carl, there are two people in the Broadway cast of the company revival that are big Muni fan favorites. One is Christopher Cyber, who was in the prom. In originated a role in the prompt and then Bob, Bobby Conti who's one of my favorites he was Angelus in uh, Les Mis in 2013 he mm -hmm. was the molasses and rum singer in 1776 that uh, we loved that's, him in it that's the only good part of that show I know and we loved him in that his voice he's got this incredible voice and he was Bob Gordio when they did Jersey Boys. Yes. And so I have had Broadway? my eye on Bobby Conti for a while. And oh, in fact, I got yes, to, yes, 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 yes. I, I got to meet him backstage after 1776. And I was telling him about how I never seen people leap out of their seats at the Muni like they did at the end of Les Mis. And he said they were on that turntable and they were watching it. And he said, we will never have something like, I mean, it was just like such a magical moment that he knew that that was one for the ages and stuff, but he is in the Broadway revival of company as one of the men instead of the women that dumped Bobby. So he's, he's the tall one with the man bun. I really want to see it. And he's playing PJ and I saw, I saw the Today Show part and I was like, oh my God, that's Bobby Conti. Anyway, um, they're doing a documentary about the, the making of the Broadway revival of Company. But Jack Lane, our local producer, is one of the producers on that. And he told me the other day that you can get any ticket on Broadway right now because of the situation that we're yeah, in. Yeah, but you have to get into New York City. <laughs> well, right. But you can't get... The no, you can get it company. online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But 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 he said companies uh, the, still the hardest ticket to get. 
So, well, but, now, you know, you don't have as many choices. So if you want to see a Broadway right. show, now there's less shows to see. So, you know, one of my best friends was in Ain't Too Proud from the beginning, like the first, and, and I went with him to watch the first workshop ever and like sat next to the producers and Des Mackinoff and like watched the show the very, very first time. And from infancy, uh, huh? From infancy. From is it is it as awesome as I think it would be to sit there and watch it? It's 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 like going to a, a, a Temptations concert on steroids. Like <laughs> you know, right now Marcus Paul James is playing uh, Otis. See Otis, um, and um, James T Lane is playing Paul. Um, they're both like Broadway. Marcus was in the Ain't Too Proud on Broadway and James was in The King and I and a bunch of James other- T. Lane was at the Muni last summer as Billy Flynn in uh, uh, Chicago, Carl. Isn't he wonderful? He uh, is. But does that mean he's coming back this year for the... Well, if he's on Broadway, on the just like Bobby Conti, you didn't see him last summer and you he's didn't see Rob right. McClure and uh, some of our fan favorites, but it's just like, because we get so used to seeing them at the Muni when they when they are on Broadway, it's like, oh my God, we know them, hello. You know, we're oh. like, we're like proud family members and that, <laughs> you know, but uh, on the local level, the Fox will continue the prom. And I, I personally, this is my personal opinion. I think the theaters and the cinemas are much safer than family gatherings. Oh God, yeah. You, you know, oh, God, like, yes. That's what you know, people don't that, understand. Yeah, I that's what I think. Yeah. I tell people that too. I said, family gatherings are where everybody's getting them. You know, it's not because the theaters and the cinemas are taking such great care. But I mean, obviously, you can't. I mean, this is a virus. It has. Uh, it's very creepy because uh, it spreads fast people that are vaxxed and boosted get so it's just weird but you have to take your own precautions put it in your own hands if you feel safe if you feel comfortable that's your guiding principle and i feel safe and comfortable going to these theaters and i've been saying that to everybody you're gonna if you like for instance this is sad but if you go to a funeral people are hugging and crying and and all together and that is where it happens mm-hmm. because you're not careful anymore no because you're thinking about grief mm-hmm. i mean you know you're when you're at a theater the ushers will remind you put your mask back on if you forget or put it cover your nose like you know that you have people mm-hmm. whose job it is to monitor you so you know it, it's a different thing and and you you're only going to be there for you know two hours and ten minutes or whatever and then you're going to go, but you're not going to be hugging people or kissing people or spinning. You know, you're not going to be interacting with people at a show. You're going to go to the show, sit down, watch the show, get up and leave. Hopefully. Well, yeah. Well, it, locally, the rep has moved uh, there. They were going to open the 39 steps this Friday yes. and they have moved it to mid-March now and uh, they rearranged their schedule. They're still going to have stick fly, but they moved 
uh, their other production to next year. And then Upstream Theater is doing a one-person monologue starting tonight. And Jennifer Thebe Quinn, one of our best local actresses, it's a monologue. So they are continuing it, but they are severely limiting perform of yeah. uh, uh, audience attendance because the Cranford Arts Foundation, if you go to any Cranford theater, they stop you before you even walk in the door to produce your vax or a negative oh, test. Yeah. Yeah. So they are allowing, they're starting it tonight, but then they also have a streaming option. If you don't feel comfortable going to the Cranford Black Box, you can request it streaming and it is a one person monologue. So, yeah, I mean, a one person show. So it's not like, you know, that's not going to be interesting on the stream. And then we have some other people that have pushback shows, but the show must go on. The show's gonna, the prom's gonna be at the Fox. I'm so excited. I can't wait for people to see what I've been talking about for, when, when did I see it? May of 2019. God. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I see you time. Where can we find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Facebook. I just followed you, by the way. Twitter. Yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna make sure I follow you back. Um, I'm working on a website right now. I'm working on it. Um, I'm on Twitter, not as much as everything else, but I'm, I check it at least once a week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty accessible. A lot of fans from the show actually have reached out to me. Um, there was a young boy who was thrown out by his fam by his parents when he came out and then um, his he he was living with his grandparents and they had a mudslide there in Tennessee, Ooh. and he lost all his Broadway memorabilia. So he was like, <gasps> "Can you guys please just if if I'll be waiting by the door with my vaccination card and my program if you guys could sign it." So I just got one and I got everyone to sign it. Aww. I gave it to him, Aww. and and then he sent me a picture in the mail of me to said, "Can you sign it? <laughs> send it back to me?" I was like, "Well, this is a really good picture of me, actually. Can I keep this and send you back something else?" <laughs> <laughs> He was he's, he came to every single show that we did in Kentucky in Kentucky in Paducah and he said he, he lives in Tennessee he's going to come to everyone he said he's working uh, his after school job and saving his money to come, to buy a ticket to every single show good and I was like wow okay so and there's a trans man who has been following us who's seen sixteen shows and they're on crutches now wow. um, they're non-binary so I don't. I don't want to, you know, misgender. Yeah. Well, they're, they, them, but they're also, they're trans and non-binary. So, um, I don't know. I've seen the word masculine on their f Instagram page, but I don't know if that means trans man or, you know, I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, sure. Transition. Transitioning. Uh, well, that's just such a wonderful thing. And it's, it is such a wonderful message. And I'm so glad people are taking it to heart because uh, even though I think the world has changed since it debuted on Broadway in the fall of 2018, and we hope the world has changed, there's still a lot that uh, people have to overcome uh, just trying to realize who they are and what 
and what they, you know, where they, uh, and so it's just such a great message and acceptance. And the prom is just such a, a, a warm and accepting environment that people feel comfortable to tell their personal stories. That's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Lynn, where can we find you on the socials? I am on all the socials, but I'm, yeah, as, as, uh, Shanti said, I'm not on the Twitter as much as like you are, Carl. I'm more of a Facebook person, but I am on all those. I can be heard on KTRS radio every Thursday night after the 10 p.m. news with Ray Hartman. And because we didn't have too many movies this week, I'll just quickly run down. I am not as enamored with parallel mothers as everybody else is. So that's my take. Um, it's too much whiplash and I'll explain that later. And, <laughs> and, uh, I saw the King's daughter, which was embargoed till last night. So okay. I couldn't talk about it, but it is terrible, but it's in a, it's, but it's in a funny Hallmark movie way oh, no. about mid ages and Louis 14th's illegitimate daughter. And it's filmed like a Hallmark commercial, a, um, a, harlequin romance it has been very long and long in the can but if you like those kind of i have friends who love those kind of movies so you can tell it's a january release so if you just want to escape into some goofy romance it's beautifully shot by conrad hall's son conrad w hall and conrad l hall won oscars for which casting the Sundance Kid, American Beauty, and Road to Perdition posthumously. Mm-hmm. And so his son, and then it's about a mermaid and finding Atlantis. Wait, wait, and wait, wait, what? Wait, what? The King's Daughter. The King's Daughter. A mermaid and find. So then it turns into. Yeah, really bird. crazy, really crazy plot. Okay. Yes. Uh, because Louis the 14th, the sun king wants to live forever. So they find this mermaid and they capture it and bring it to Versailles. And uh, they want to capture her energy to make him for mortal for immortality. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> and she and the princess bond. This sounds awful. All right. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Carl the intern. I'm not on Facebook because Facebook's awful. You can hear me every Monday through Friday on the Mark Cox morning show and every weekend on the great outdoors on camo X and 97 one. So I want to thank our guest Ashanti J Aria. I said it right this time. You perfectly. Thank you for being on with us. Uh, you spent the whole hour with us. We thought we were going to have you for 15 minutes. We got you for a whole hour. Gotcha! So it, was, it was one. It was wonderful to talk I enjoyed to you, it. though. We we enjoyed it greatly, Carl. I do have to. Uh, I I do have to uh, tout uh, our toot Carl's horn and not the hockey horn. Uh, Ashanti, he uh, plays the music at the St. Louis Blues games, oh. and he was so enamored with the Peacemaker theme song that he played it at the Blues game the other night, uh, Saturday, and then also On during Monday. Chris, a Chris Pronger tribute night and somebody put on Twitter that the guy playing the music, the St. Louis Blues must be uh, 
Jamie Gunn fans because they're playing a Peacemaker song. And Jamie Gunn, who's from St. Louis, the famous director of Guardians of the he Galaxy. He goes by James now. He doesn't go by Jamie anymore. That's just here. Okay. Well, James Gunn, who directed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and the reboot of a Suicide Squad, uh, was was uh, told about this. And he put on his... Tw- he tweeted to Carl, this is awesome in capital <laughs> letters. So Carl got a shout out from James Gunn about yeah, so his choice of music at Blues Game. I think, Excuse okay, me. Peace- Peacemaker is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you didn't like the Suicide Squad and if you didn't like John Cena oh, in the Suicide Squad. Uh, oh my God, who didn't, who didn't like that? Who James- did not like that? What is there not to like? James and uh, it, it's not it's violent it's filthy and there's a lot of nudity not just women but James uh, John Cena is not afraid to drop the trow either. Oh, so you're just going to recommend it to everyone? Oh okay. well, no, I'm saying it is not for everyone. But in fact, I know people that tried to watch it with their wives and they're like, "Why did you make me watch?" It? It's very, it's very like cock rock like 80s hair metal band music and misogyny and all about that but it's i'm i am enjoying it the the one of the women from uh, orange is the new black is in it and uh james gunn's girlfriend is in it too along with oh. john cena oh okay and his and his brother sean carl knows very well but uh in st louis we embrace our locals that have done have gone on to bigger and better things and so but i told i told james next time he's in st louis he can cut since he is so known for picking music i said why don't you come to a hockey game and we'll let you pick some music and hey he he's like as a st louis kid this is great so 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 that's carl's big story this week besides being part of the whole chris pronger thing so so anyway and then i just want to also alert that i have a uh, interview with jack lane in the webster kirkwood times this week and i'll be yeah i'll be spreading that far and wide so check it out thank you i can't wait lynn you're the best well thank you so much and you all take care and stay safe and keep warm Yep. <laughs> <laughs> bye. 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 Right, Thank you Shanti, so much. We'll see you on Tuesday night. Thank you very much Tuesday. for being on with us. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.